Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So we've learned a lot from the last couple of days here. We had the Sharks Dogs. I've got the Storm Knights here, the Warriors and the Dolphins. I'm going to go through. They're the three games that I have watched clearly so far. The others I've just seen bits and pieces of scores and the like. So I'm going to watch them up until the trials today. Watch all those. And then hopefully either tonight, guys, or tomorrow morning, I'll get out that second lot of games. And the two games that didn't have really any of the NRL players, any of the relevant players fantasy-wise, I have uh, I won't be analyzing them today, guys. So we're going to kick it off with the Sharks up against the Dogs, 12-6. to So a very low-scoring game here. And there were some great performers, and there was a lot of telling signs, especially on that Dogs team. That is for sure. So let's kick it off with the the Sharkies there. There's not too much to say on the actual game in general. 12 to 6, there wasn't a lot of exciting play. Let's say that on that point. And obviously the big things to look at, guys, are, you know, sometimes the possession is a good thing to look at in these trial games. The time in possession, so time in play, obviously as well, is, is helpful. And you can see there, 53 and a half minutes of time in play. Plenty of drop ball in this one. 15 errors for the Doggies. 13 for the Sharkies there. So, you know, you know what you see when these low completion rates is the defensive stats, the you know, the running, the, the tackling there, the base is um is usually a lot lower. So that's just something to note as well when you're coming into analyzing these games. So obviously the top performing players, we know the kind of quality that the cam Cam Cameron McInnes, that was weird to say. Cam McInnes, haven't said that in a long time. Uh displays here 43 tackles in there in that one. It's a good run meters. Obviously, the Bronson Sherry one is very, very interesting. But uh two back rowers did a great job fantasy-wise, 59 fatigue with a very, very simple try. And a 57 for Preston. And on that, on that uh try to Teague Wilton there, a lot of people were blaming Hutcho on that one. Hutcho was just marking his man. Um yeah, he was on he was on Trindle at the back there and and uh you know Pharmacilli uh, was marking air on that one. So, yeah, look, Hacho's just getting in the face. So it makes it look a little bit worse, but it was not his man at all. So obviously needs to be a bit more communication or um, Poasa needs to get on that man. But anyway, let's go through the Sharkies to kick things off. And guys, we want to be looking at in this game, obviously uh, Jesse Ramian in that center spot. He's probably the third pick at the moment. I'm also... In- not entirely sure that Aitken gets close to that starting role. And even if he does, it's not going to be 80 minutes, in my opinion, unless Felice Cafusi is injured because Connolly Lemuelu looked great. But we'll get into that 
shortly. And, and Ramian, if Aitken wasn't going to be the option, I think he's the second best mid-tier premium kind of guy that you can select in your side. And, and Ramian picked up 118 meters in this one, which is great because he's someone that can go a bit under that. Uh, so you wanted to see him get some good meters, the three tackle breaks. And defensively, 13, 13 tackles for two misses was awesome as well. Uh, obviously, both teams didn't look amazing in this one, and uh, we will talk about the Waz in a sec, but they looked incredible, and how anyone has them not near their top four is absolutely ludicrous. They've gotten better, in my opinion. Um, look the same, and then have Roger and Kirk Capewell in there as well. So anyway, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Sharkies over there in Warrior Land in that first game. But um, obviously, no <clears throat> no Nico Hines in this one, guys, is uh, is an important factor to consider as well. So Trindle was one you want to look at. He didn't score very well. 28 fantasy points there. That included uh, a good chunk of kick meters at 432. So he won't be getting that next to Cleary. And uh, next to Cleary, next to Hines there. And uh, yeah, so 28 for him. Not great in this one. Obviously, yeah, just the two goals. Uh, kick both of them, which is cool. But um, yeah, no real attacking involvement on this one there at all. Oregon Kafusi guys, with uh, with 34. He looks solid with a nice offload in, at one point that I saw. Braley did his job for you know, the, the game time that he got through. Royce Hum was their best forward, not even close. Big, big run meters at 166 with 66 post. But again, not really a fantasy relevant option for us. Teague Wilden with a, a fairly simple try there and uh, getting through his work. He's always one of those guys that gets near a 50 average. So good to see him back um, yeah, running well after his, uh, after his injury. Very, very short turnaround, obviously, which is good for him. Cam McInnes is the interesting one, guys. So Braley went off for a bit and McInnes played some nine. So with uh, with Cam there, obviously the good run made is at 120, picks up some tackle breaks. And we know he defensively he's a gun at 43 and one. So again, if we if it looks like, you know, Fanukin's not there or if there's chat of him playing bigger than 55 minutes, anyway, over that 50 mark and, and he's an absolute top tier gun in the 55 to 60 point range. But that's probably the, the big news for McInnes is we need that news so um yeah we'll see what happens there jack williams really solid through the middle same with toby rudolph in the minutes that they played guys um and if it's something really relevant minutes wise i will tell you those minutes guys but outside of that um yeah if if yeah if i haven't mentioned the minutes it's just a very normal amount and not something of of big interest anyway uh in this one for us to to analyze we're just more looking at how they're looking because we we know for the most part what type of role these guys are, these guys are going to get when the round one teams are named but yeah not too much further to say on the sharkies kale Iro with 23 he's still second in line for you know for the centers center positions that's for sure and then tom hazelton i just see him making this side very comfortably 76 run meters for him defensively was okay with 23 makes for four misses but um yeah Probably all we need to say, Jesse Colquhoun obviously got on the bench in this one. Didn't get a hell of a lot of minutes. Obviously, 12 fantasy points there and only eight tackles. So, yeah, tackle numbers fairly low apart from McInnes. As always, 43 for him. The next best was 35 with Wilton, who played big minutes, and then Jack Williams with 30. Um, so, again, as I said, the possession and the um, the drop ball is, is the big issue for the most part. Let's go to the dogs now in this one. And um, before we get there, big congrats to Wigan Warriors for, for beating... The Panthers over there, I watched the um, sort of the back four to five or so minutes so by the time I, I was up and um, ready to go. But uh, yeah, I'll be watching that shortly. And uh, yeah, it was a really, really close match. Very wet uh, over there as well. And um, potentially an injury to Sunya Taruva. So we'll hopefully hear more about that uh, in the next little bit. But um, hopefully he is okay. 
didn't look great. They were doing some some testing on him. Um, but yeah, hopefully there's some info on that in the next you know day anyway. But uh, doggies, guys. So the big, big news out of this one is Jamin Salmon playing the 13 again. And Josh Curran coming through the middle rotation. So... That's the, that's the big news here. And it makes a lot of sense, to be honest with you. If they could find Salmon being a slightly smaller body than that of Karen, if you're just looking at, at them on the field and Karen's a bit more used to playing um, some middle there, Salmon's between six and the edge and the like. Karen obviously plays some good good time on the edge across his career, but I think they can use him through the middle well. And it obviously cooks us for you know his fantasy production and the minutes that he's likely to get. But um, but Salmon looks good, and I think the reason why they're doing that is just because they are short in the middles, and that beefs them up a bit, whereas Salmon can play that link role. He's obviously a good pass to the footy being half, and uh, it's exactly what the dogs need in this situation. And that's the big thing you, that you need to take out of this, guys. And you, know, you might think that Curran's a better edge or a bit of, better 13 than what he might be a you know, 8 or a 10, a prop, but it's exactly what the Bulldogs need right now is another middle forward. And that's the role he's going to serve. If there's injuries to an edge or something like that, then obviously he's going to go there and then he might become relevant from there. But I think from round one, it's hard to pick current at 500K when he's going to be a 45 or so minute middle forward. And it's exactly what you're probably going to expect on here. You know, he'll kick out probably like a 65 to 70 on a regular basis with some games higher than that. And if, you know, Max King's going to be at least a 50 minute guy, you've got Sam Hughes in there likely in the 30s to 30s, let's just say somewhere in there safely. It's very hard to see, yeah, when you've got Salmon playing somewhere near the 50-minute mark, you'd imagine, and, and he would be a must-have in our sides if he's starting in round uh, in round one, guys. In that 13 position, we'll get him as an edge an edge and mid-jewel, which is hectic. Um, yeah, so that's something to think of here. And let's get into the scores now, obviously. So Karen did get a try assist as well, so that was, was nice. Um, to Preston, which was good there. So Preston just showed his class again, guys. So obviously picked up a try, which was great. Defensively, 36 for four misses, so a little bit high on the misses side for him. Uh, but this whole team, the missed tackles range was pretty bad. Curtis Moore in there, 22 for five. In in his stint there, you had Reed Marnie with 38, 39 for eight. So some of these nines, it's just what you expect from them. And I'm really, really keen to see how Robson looks this afternoon and if he is uh, you know, missing a very limited amount of tackles or not uh, because that's a very telling factor, especially early on in the preseason. If you're missing a lot of tackles again when you're fresh, I think that's a bad, bad sign. Um, and Reed just, you know, he runs out of line. He, he absolutely puts some hits on, and then the next one he just falls off a tackle. Like, they brush him off, like, with ease. So if he gets in a good position tackle-wise, he can make a, a really good one. But under 80% tackle efficiency, when you're making big tackles, you're, you're just uh, you're hemorrhaging too much, uh, too many points, that's for sure. So yeah, Reed not good on that front, which, yeah, drops him down to a 29-point game. Maxi King worked hard uh, in his minutes there. He sort of played close to that 50-minute uh, that mark. Which, uh, which worked great, 46 points for him, big run meters, tackles his heart out as always, 30 and three, even him, that's kind of higher missed tackles. Um, Puasa there, 31 for four, he played some decent minutes to, to get to that uh, to that mark there, 28 fantasy points, I'm not super excited about him, I think he'll be one of their lower minute guys, especially in this game where Sam Hughes only played very limited minutes, he had that sort of 15 minute stint at the start, and then uh, came back right at the end there. So 41 run meters for him, but tackle efficiency at 14 and one was one of their best, obviously with Kurt Mann, 27 and one. So expect Kurt to play some sort of, you know, for sort of that 40 minute mark off the bench as well. And he scored well fantasy wise, but not going to be one for our sides. That's for sure. Hacho had a nice line rate guys. He also had a, a pretty average, bang average pass there on that right hand side. 
The big thing to note with this one, guys, was the kick meter disparity. So in that first game, he kicked for a lot more. Second game, Burton had a big kicking um, number here at 522. So Sexton came on with 20 minutes to go. I think Hacho should be locked into our size. Again, based on that defensive uh, efficiency, if you checked out that compare the pair video, I went through him and everything on top of the uh, the running and the and the and the defense. So the the tackles there is is the base, and he should get to his break even just off that. Everything on top of that is gravy, and that does include any kick meters. But I think the fifty six for him will be on the low end. He had some good kicks uh, close to the line in that first game, and I, I suspect that they'll continue to use him that way. But Burton's long kicking game is wild. Like he kicked one seventy on the fly the other day, and it looked like he did it with ease. So he's an incredible player. Salmon, guys, big news with him. Obviously, the uh, the 50 run meters was solid, 30, 37 in the uh, you know, fantasy points realm, and he had 32 tackles for two misses. So you expect somewhere in the 30s for him pretty comfortably, I think, if his defense is up to scratch like that and he can get in the mid-30s, lower sort of run meters in the 50s, and uh, you know, potentially just random tackle breaker and offload in there, and he can, he can push up to 40s in some games. And at his price, it's just a ridiculous pick. Um, he's a must-have if he's starting in the thirteen. Sam Hughes, again, more minutes should be available for him. Curran didn't play a huge amount of minutes either. But Sam Hughes, if he's named there in uh, in round one, I suspect that he'll play a few more minutes than what he got. But even so, the 24 fantasy points in the lower minutes for him, he'll still make some money at worst. But I suppose he could be one to like loop in round one just because we won't know the um, the rotation, unfortunately. And, and this, I don't think this game showed exactly what that's going to look like either anyway considering they they played a few extra guys not a not a whole heap but you know in the low 20s 23 or 24 i think yeah something like that um in this game so that's that on that one much else to say yeah burton i wouldn't be you know mucking around with bronson sherry looked pretty solid guys 21 points for him though you know blake wilson is a guy that seems to be really dominant at this point but um yeah sherry is just basically in run meters for him and four tackle breaks wilson the seven tackle breaks and it'll be hard to take out of this side uh but i imagine um, with with Kiraz coming back or Connor Tracy, that, that that could be a way that they go. But he looked really, really strong and doesn't deserve to be dropped out of this side. Bronson, the issue here, guys, is the four tackles and two misses. So you want your centers getting up near the 10 kind of mark. Um, don't look at Crichton's score, guys. You played 20 minutes and that was it. So, yeah, picked up zero fantasy points. Blake Taft just, yeah, tries his heart out, but I still don't think he's the answer at fullback for them. They had no attack there, six points for the game when Sharkies were missing Hines and obviously didn't play all their guys for massive minutes. That's the place where I think they need to, to look at for sure. Uh, and they have Tracy coming back. They have Kiraz. So they have some guys to move around. Um, but yeah, starting Crichton in the center position, you think that you know, maybe he would have started at fullback if he was the guy that they were looking at. But all the mail says that he's a center at this point here. Let's go to the Storm and the Knights, guys. Before you do that, guys, we are closing the private group on Friday evening. 6 p.m. Sydney time is going to be closed. So if you are interested in that, get in that. All of the details are in the description. And uh, yeah, we're getting up with those numbers now. It's been really, really awesome. Thank you for the support. Uh, and if you're not joining that, just I really appreciate you guys watching all the videos. It absolutely helps me out. Make sure you're in all the leagues, playing head-to-head, playing Supercoach as well. Um, and that's all I can ask for from you guys. So thank you so much for being here. Storm and the Knights are 28 to 10 effort there. And the Knights looked a little bit underdone and they have some work to do. The Storm, they looked great. And I'm very, very impressed with how they looked. And that was even including, you know, Sean Bloor not really being that focal point on the left at all. Didn't play many minutes and didn't score very many points. So they also decided not to go to him much when he first came on the on the field. There's a few times that they kind of dummied to him or to his side or just went to the guy next to him. And 
even sort of effort wise and defensively like getting you know chase on the kick chase and, and things like that he just kind of jogged there so I don't know if Bellamy will love what he saw and I just don't think I see him starting in round one which means we can just leave him out for now and make decisions on you know the rest of the guys maybe it's Lukey or something like that we look at this afternoon in uh in that game there for sure but uh Storm really really good I think most of their players looked awesome Jonah Pezzett is a uh, a very, very good player of the future, and they've got an awesome backup. And, and he kind of, he took control for a lot of this game, playing more minutes than that of Jerome Hughes. And you did see uh, the majority of their guns, like Pap, you know, they sort of played the first 20 you played the, uh, of the game, first 20 after half time as well. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited about one of these guys, which we'll get into in a second there as well. Uh, with a Simeon to Jacob Saifidi, which was a fun one, that's for sure. Be looking here, and the, the funny one here is the, is the Adam Elliott chat. And look, he didn't have the best game. He got a penalty, and he had one pass that went to ground. But outside of that, he looked fine. He didn't really run with a hell of a, a lot of vigor or anything like that. But he's still, out of all of them, he played sort of about 45 minutes and got their most fantasy points. So he's going to be playing more minutes than that. He can't really play too much worse. So again, we're looking at these guys from a fantasy point of view. He's going to work into the season as well. You know, finally being fit and, and being able to show what he's done. So the slander on, on Adam Elliott in this game, I obviously hadn't, I hadn't watched it until this morning actually. And the amount of um, not hate, but distaste towards Adam Elliott in this game was pretty hilarious after watching the game. Like you would have thought that he literally had the worst game anyone's ever had in their career, just based on the chat. And uh, obviously fantasy wise, he's funny. He made, made 27 tackles for one miss. So, you know, wasn't bad defensively at all the one penalty was just like a, a normal penalty in a game okay and then one pass where you kind of like half no looked it and it went out behind but they all of them were pretty average the knights they were bang average and, and you know tyson gamble had a couple of bad passes and i haven't had too much on him apart from like you know cog is obviously fighting for his spot um so elliot i don't think there's too much to worry about he hasn't shown me why i have to he's a must-have of a pick for myself but i still don't think it's an issue there at all um, with Elliot. So we'll start with that one. Ponga looked great, guys. We'll see, we'll kick off with the Knights. Ponga um, played the first half of the footy and got 30 points. So if you are looking at him, he will be a top tier option from the top of the of this uh, this season. But the main worry there was the Knights looked pretty clunky. They were up against a good team in the Storm, but I do think that the Warriors were better than what the Storm look. But overall, you're looking at a Storm being a top four team. Knights probably a little bit outside of that at this point, just based from what I saw. And you're looking at sort of the first 20 minutes in these games, and and that's where you can where you can tell that if a, how well a team is on, and the Storm were a much better side. But he got his um, line break try assist, and you know did a bunch of good things. Got a turnover tackle in there as well. Kicked one of the goals, but uh, 118 run meters in the first half of footy uh, with a line break try assist, five tackle breaks in that, a couple off that run, um, is exactly what you what you want to see there um, with him. No no tackles made. So yeah, it was a pretty solid hit out for Kalen. Naritawala scored a good try, so I think he'll you know, stick in that spot. Brabham Best had a, a nice one off Ponga. Mazu looks solid, but uh, yeah, didn't play huge minutes. Not many fantasy points for him. Again, don't really look at him to start. Um, Gagai, a lower one as well, so hopefully he can start pretty slow and then we can get him a bit later because he's going to be great. But you look at the points in this game, guys, and, and Knights were pretty average. Actually, let's check out their um, completion rate. And they had 10 errors compared to, to 12 for Storm, so completion rate... Very, very similar. Again, time of possession was way lower. So 50 minutes, if we're comparing that to the last game, guys, which was 53 and a half. So yeah, three and a half minutes less ball in play. 
gave you a good reason to see why that uh, these fantasy points numbers are down, right? So that's something to note. Um, terrible scores from, you know, Gamble, Hastings, Jacob Saifidi, Cross, some with 12, Leo Thompson, 21. So Lucas out there at 26, but I just think, you know, Kaipi's Paul, we got to see and he looked pretty good. So I think that he'll be a bench guy, Kaipi's Paul, and he'll be taking some minutes off Lucas. I don't think Lucas is going to care that he plays 50 or 55, considering it's his sort of second, it'll be his first full year. Of, of footy for the Knights there. So, yeah, again, low scores across the board. Cogger came in, looked solid. I think, yeah, he's definitely putting pressure on Gamble's spot in this side. Elliot, their top scorer, obviously there. Kaipi Spool, a, a nice offload, a couple of good runs in that. Really, really helped him out, but 50 run meters, a couple of tackle breaks with that offload. And defensively, 18 tackles for a miss, which is really, really good. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Exactly what you would have wanted. He had a kind of a hip check um, when Hughes was kicking the footy penalty. But um, overall, yeah, no no issues at all with Kaipi's ball. He's just very expensive for us at Fantasy at 5.20. Along with Morgan Spitties, who we'll get to see this afternoon, which will be plenty of fun as well. I'll get to watch those games live uh, this afternoon, which will be great also. And uh, it's probably really all I've got to say on the nights. I don't see much else changing. You got Daniel Safidi there at uh, right at the bottom, picked up to, uh, 129 meters. It's exactly what you want to see from him, running the footy hard, getting 62 post-contact um, in this one. Yeah, that's probably all we're good to say on the on the nights. Let's move it on to the Storm and uh, the man I'm super excited about. And, and it's going to be hard-pressed to, to see him moving out of my side at the moment. I haven't looked at my team since these trials this weekend, but can we fit him in? And that's Harry Grant. He was incredible. Just over 40 minutes of play, I believe, exactly. He didn't come back on the end. So, yeah, it was the same with that sort of 20 at the start, 20-ish in that uh Second stanza and 55 fantasy points for him. The biggest news out of this one, guys. Obviously, running the footy beautifully. Picked up that try. Um, picking his spots. He kicked one from dummy half as well, going for a 40-20. So if that, you know, if, if he can stick to one or two of those again, I think that's going to be great. But defensively, guys, was his massive one. 27 tackles, zero misses. So if he can drop those missed tackles down that he had last year, he is going to be an absolute fantasy goldmine. If we're not picking up Law... It's very, very hard not to put Harry Grant in your side, even you know against the, the better teams there. He's still going to have to run the footy. Um, he may not get the, all the attacking stats, but if defensively he can hold his own, he's going to make, make bulk tackles against these better teams, right? And, uh, you know, Knights have some guys that can that can get a lot of tackle breaks, you know, the Dane Gagai's of the world and stuff. And, and in previous games against a team like the Knights, Yes, granted, they would be on more in, in, in other games, but um, he's going to have big missed tackles against those types of teams because of the Dango guys, the Pongas and the like. 
And in this one to see that, that was the biggest thing I was looking for in this game. And obviously him running a little bit out of dummy half. And obviously we want big minutes out of him. And if we can get that, it's going to be very hard pressed to not have him in your side, considering he obviously started well last year against some lesser teams, granted. But uh, Harry granted. Absolutely throwing out puns and I'm not even realizing it. But the, the buy-in round four, I don't think is a big issue. If, you, if you're having whoever, if, if it's the Eels um, hooker or if it's like a Robson or a Brandon Smith or something like that, you can cover that round four very, very easily. Uh, so I think Grand is a very clear buy if you, can, if you can get up to him. If you can't get up to him, that's fine. I completely see why you can leave him out, but he could get into the 60s by origin and then you can move him on if you want from there so that's what i'm looking at with harry grant guys it sounds like trend the is fine he had a bit of a thumb or wrist issue but seems that they said sort of a few minutes later that it seems like he's fine which is good kane bradley did his thing guys he wasn't too exciting on that edge it's very hard to notice him to be honest with you didn't run with too much vigor or anything like that it'll stand out but 17 tackles for no misses if he's starting in round one it's going to be hard hard not to, to take him either. Um, he's played the last couple of trials, so he didn't have to play big minutes in this one. But 57 run meters there for 22 post, which was good. The big thing there, um, guys, was Eli Katoa. He looked huge, so strong. Got to try off Jerome Hughes. Again, didn't play massive minutes, sort of that 40-minute mark with the other guys there and and did an awesome job. The guy that we... Um, yeah, big one here was Tui Kamakamika, who is Fijian. And yeah, really, really cool to see him that whole week that they had prep-wise. And um, yeah, he ran for 171 meters and really showed out. So that was good. Um, good to see there for sure. As I said, Jonah Pez looked great. Pap, guys, only the 40 minutes. Kind of nothing too, you know, nothing really went too right for him. He got a China under the eye. Looks very pretty. No goal kicking, clearly, in this one now with Nick Meany goal kicking. Uh, Jonah Pez goal kicking as well. Um, Obviously, Jonah, unlikely to be there with Munster coming back. But um, yeah, Meany kicking those. He did miss one very close from the sideline. So, Pat not kicking. Look, as a starter on our sides, I don't think you can I don't think you can avoid him just because of the upside that he possesses and he could go absolutely nuts. But good to see him get a couple of hitouts here in the trials. I think that's going to be very helpful. Obviously, coming up against some good sides. But I think, yeah, again, it's hard to keep him out under 500K when he can, he can be a guy that you'd be wasting a trade on, I think. Where you, where you can start with him and, and not have to worry about making that trade. The arrow looked solid as a link man, guys. I just don't think we can slot him in our side, not knowing the type of minutes that he's going to get because Josh King can just move into that 13 role straight after that. Okay, let's finish up with the Waz and the Dolphins. And as I said, guys, I think you're very hard-pressed to say that Warriors are anywhere other than a top-four-looking side because they, they're incredible. I think they're better than last year. They will be same, if not better, than last year with their additions and everything looked the same. Metcalf looked better. You got Kurt Kaywell looking great, looked really, really fit. And you got Roger playing like an absolute superstar. Roger's points, guys, a lot of them came in the second half when he moved to fullback. So that is something to note in this one, but everyone played really, really well. And obviously the Dolphins there, you can see three tries in the second half. So it was a very even second half uh, tries wise, but the, the Warriors were clearly on top. Dolphins defensively did a, a good enough job for the most part. And we're able to hold them out at, at certain times where I think other teams would have had 30 put on them in the first half. So that, you know, commend them on that. And they kind of fought back in the second half, which was good. But you did see, you know, Johnson go off, obviously Metcalf kicking uh, from then on in that 63rd minute. Um, 
Dolphins didn't look bad by any stretch, guys. I think Warriors just a really, really top tier, tier side. And the Dolphins will will be good this year. But a, a big shout out. And a, so sad to see the ACL injury from Tom Gilbert. Terrible, terrible news for the game, for him, for the Dolphins. Obviously, he's, he's an absolute leader for that side. And um, yeah, just be like seeing Tohu Harris on the other side going down with an ACL or something like that. It's yeah, super sad, but more even sadder just because Gilbert didn't get to you know play the, the well more than the second half of the season last year after you know cooking his shoulder in origin so it's not what you want in a preseason trial and we didn't see too many ACLs last year and um, hopefully that's not something that's you know going to continue happening for the rest of the season there very very sad on that front just go to the team stats guys you're looking at the um, you know time in possession a little bit better in this one in the 53s to 54s with completion rates up at 78 for Loise and 74. For the Dolphins, but that's still eight errors and 11 errors respectively for those signs um, and Dolphins having a little bit more time in possession. So let's go down to the Warriors to kick things off, guys. Tain to a picky. Look really, really good, but I think that's on the back of Wade Egan absolutely dominating this trial. I think he was brilliant in and around the ruck. His ability to you know shift his body one way or straighten up and then hit someone short on, on either side. Um, usually with a, some type of no look Josh Schuster style pass, but uh, which actually hits the hits the mark and gets them pushing through the middle, unlike Schuster for the most part. But anyway, ten to a biggie, really, really good. Twenty seven fantasy points in his time out there. One hundred fourteen run meters, picked up three tackle breaks as well. And this is something that we've grown to expect from Tain. The um, the chance news guys is a bit all over the shop. Listening to NRL Physio in the in the Patreon there, he was kind of saying that he he listened to that interview that that webster did and he didn't mention once about a round four return so not sure if that's smoke and mirrors guys but just be aware of that i think you can avoid tain on on that in that sense there roger got 197 run meters guys for for really um really really big tackle break numbers i think it was eight or something i don't know why i've lost that now where am i yeah eight with a try assist couple of line breaks this as well so roger was great um he looks awesome guys i think it over 600k for fantasy is very very expensive unfortunately Moving to, to, Sean, to Sean Johnson, he looked uh, just as good as last year. Obviously, didn't have to run too much. There was some news of him kind of hurting his ankle. Ankle? Yeah, whatever it was, um, in the preseason a week or so ago. And, and Finn to play this trial and play decent minutes and, and do a great job. Looking awesome. Was exciting news. And he'll be there round one, which is great. Luke Metcalf will also be there round one, guys. For the most part, had a great game. He did pass the ball into um, Jackson Ford's nose at one point. But outside of that, he looked electric. He The shape that they had both sides was awesome. 39 fantasy points for him um, was great. Obviously, the 12 tackles for, for one miss. And you know, his running of the footy, a couple of, um, of try assists out there as well, which was good. And uh, you yeah, probably could add a little bit more if he just cleaned up a couple of things. Johnson will be top tier again, guys. 52 fantasy points, obviously, with his uh, goal kicking, the kicking in general play, the defensive stats. It's all there for Johnson, and he'll be great again. It's all there for Adam Fanua Blake again if he can score the same amount of tries, but I suspect a little bit of regression. Uh, Wade Egan, I said, was good. Barnett, guys, 64 points for him. Picked up a try as well. So 136 meters run for him and 35 tackles for zero misses. He will be a guy that will score well this year in fantasy, but he was also priced fairly high at that. Jackson Ford was solid at his 40. We expect that from him. Kirk Capewell, the 52. Uh, really, really good. Could be, you know, sort of a a 50-point keeper for sure. But I think with him, he picked up four tackle breaks as well, which I don't think is going to be a regular occurrence from him. 
And uh, yeah, expect somewhere in the 40s as always for Kurt. Tohu Harris of 54. Looked great again, guys, as always. At the start of the season, he's like a 60 average type of guy. He, he makes a shitload of tackles at 42 for no misses as always and does a cracking job. So keep him in mind. Uh, Lea Taua. Had a really, really good try as well at the end. And uh, yeah, just again, the, the second in charge, second in line or third in line for the center position there, which is great. And we'll finish this one off, guys, with the Dolphins. As I said, it wasn't a bad showing at all. I think the Warriors were just better. And uh, yeah, they'll be happy enough with the trial. Uh, obviously would have wanted to be ahead of where the Warriors are at this point. But um, yeah, they'll take a lot out of it. Plenty of improvement. They did make a lot of changes to start this game, we had a bunch of the guys off the bench. I think Ray Stone started, Jake Avrilo started. Um, yeah, actually, that's right. Yep, center Locker says it all here at least. Connolly started uh, on the, you know, with Felice not playing in this one. Connolly started on the left, and you had Aiken on the right, which was good, obviously. Um, not good, sorry, good for Connolly, not good for Aiken, is what I was meant to say. Aiken, with Felice being a right sided player, you think if Aiken was going to start in round one, that he would be there on that left side. The big thing with Connolly, guys, and um, NRL Physio was saying this as well, but um, I saw it last week. He looked great. And coming into this, he had footwork as well, coming off that knee. And, and the main worry for, for Brian there was the fact that on with those types of injuries, the change of direction and stuff is, is a bit of a, a stressor. And at this point, he, he looks absolutely incredible. And it's not something you need to worry about at all with Connolly. Uh, he's come back, you know, fit and firing, and he he will likely be there to start. So I'd probably just side on the, uh, be on the cautious side with that man. Uh, if you were going to be looking to select Aiken, have a secondary option. Whether you can go up to Penasini, go down to, you know, Ramian, go down to, um, yeah, Simonson, who I'm interested in. Those kind of guys, obviously there. In that one, you saw yeah, some decent run meters again from Jared Wallace. It's going to be hard to see him not in that side. Um, and obviously, yeah, that, that starting side change from what it looked like in the uh, the team list. So, yeah, the bit of smoke and mirrors from from Bennett. Obviously, yeah, the sad news from Gilbert. It's hard to see who would actually get into that 13 role. It probably obviously shuffles a few things around and, and gets Cody Nicarima around the side a little bit more. Um, he, you know, he had a nice try assist in this one as well. So who would likely play the 13 role? You'd imagine Flegler sticks in that starting prop role. Could it be like a Kenny Bromwich, a bit like last year? That's something to think about. Could it be the Ray Stone starting in that lock role in this game anyway? Um, so yeah, a few things to, to think about on that front. Obviously with Tom Gilbert not starting and then coming on and, and hurting himself is super sad. Um, so yeah, it's probably what you're going to need to think about is who's going to get that 13 role. Does Aiken get it? Like does it few interesting thoughts on that one we'll have to find out in team list after next week and we're so close to the vegas games guys we are a week, a week away today which is absolutely incredible super excited for that but yeah so yeah Connolly, we spoke about him aiken he was great anyway guys we know what he's going to provide 43 points there he had big tackle numbers there at 30 and 1 miss um around the footy 56 meters he gets his tackle breaks he does bits and pieces uh on a regular basis for him which is awesome. Jeremy Marshall King, guys, very low points in this one, 28, and he played huge minutes. And uh, yeah, tackle numbers, terrible. 37, makes seven misses. So not exactly what you want to be looking for, and you cannot take him on those numbers alone. Obviously, it is a trial. Some of you think about, but he should be defending much better than that through the middle. The Warriors are a good middle, uh, team through the middle, and they can uh, catch people out. And he definitely, they definitely caught Marshall King out because he was the only guy with big 
missed tackle numbers. Like obviously all these guys down here, twos, threes, fours, but everyone else outside of that is ones and twos. And uh, for Jeremy Marshall King, their leader, to have seven missed tackles, that was not good enough. And he'll be wanting to improve on that, that's for sure. Flegler was pretty good, guys. Obviously 133 meters. He picked up a couple offloads in that as well. And 31 makes for two misses is pretty solid for Fleg. So if you are looking at him, there's potential for good minutes or extra a couple of minutes now and, and him playing closer to the sort of 50-odd minute role. But that's what he played in this one, 56 minutes for 45 points. And is he going to be playing 56 on a regular basis? I personally don't see it, but I wouldn't um, wouldn't hold it. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say that he, he uh, is a definite to not play the sort of 55 minutes, but that's what we worked out he needed to to have some value, the 55 minutes. So if there's any talk on where he's going to play or, or the big minutes he's going to play, then we'll um, we'll learn more about that. But for him to play huge minutes in this one definitely shows something that they're trying to get him to a higher minute role, that's for sure. Otherwise, he wouldn't bother playing in the 56 in a trial game. It's not like it's a, a round one game. If Gilbert was to go down early and someone needs to pick up the slack, it was a, a you know, trial game and they had heaps of guys that they could throw in out there. Tessie looks solid, guys. 116 meters. Asako, 146. I think you avoid Asako to kick things off. Hammer, the seven fantasy points there. Not great. He's not someone that I'm excited about starting with. Yeah, we've seen in the at the beginning of last year, he needed that almost one, well, I think it was over one a game, uh, tries for him to score really well. And I'm going. I'm not going to hold my breath and, and pick him and, and hope for lots of tries, especially at the start. They could start a bit slower than they did last year. Uh, by looking at this trial, you'd, you'd suggest that's the case, but they do have some lighter opposition in the first sort of five or six games compared to that of the Waz, that's for sure. Jack Bostock, 22 guys. Herbie Farnworth was off the bench as well, so just keep that in mind for Herbie. Um, he had his big trial last week. Bostock, 22, picked up a try again, um, but good run meters at 141 there with only the one tackle break. Obviously, a couple of missed tackle, uh, one missed tackle at that, um, and an error, I believe, wherever the errors are. One error, yep. Um, so that's that. Two handling errors, one error. Interesting. Does that just is handling error just if they um, lose it backwards or something? I'm not sure. How's that work? Anyway, um, yeah, it's probably all you need to. Whoops, we're gone. All right, that'll do anyway. <laughs> we moved along to that. So yeah, thanks guys for for jumping into this one. It's obviously a bit of a longer one, but I think it's absolutely needed and deserved to to you know get plenty of, of eyeballs on and thoughts on on who the guys we want to be looking at in our sides ready for round one obviously the the team list come out in two days for the vegas games and you want to be locking in just those guys and then being very fluid with the rest of your side is exactly how you want to look at this one make sure you check out the socials guys tiktok and uh and instagram getting ready i'll be posting on there throughout the season as well um and yeah check out the podcast if you're a podcast guy and uh go from there guys have a good one